0: Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. Social media and having powerful presence, it's not gonna solve your problems, but it definitely can be an axis. If there's anything, it's not the technology that's outside of us that we need to connect to and hone in, but really the technology inside of us. It's our human technology. It's not about the numbers. It's about you being aligned with your message and sharing it out there truthfully with honesty and with value. Hello there. I'm your host, Ksenia, and I'm excited to welcome you back to the Woken Wired podcast. We are already on episode 48, and this is a special week for me because I just released my conscious social media program, which I'll tell you more about in a second. I am reporting live, almost live from South Africa. I am on a layover in Johannesburg on my way to Namibia. And this episode is quite special because on it, I don't have a guest, but instead I decided to share with you an audio recording of a workshop that I led at the Lead with Love conference, where I led a conscious social media workshop. So many people came up to me afterwards and told me that Listening to some of the things I had shared transformed how they see social media. And for the first time ever, they see the possibility of truly using it as a tool to expand, expand your self expression and your business and your presence, all through just putting a little more intention and thought into how you express yourself online with social media being the access. So in this workshop, I start by sharing my story and how Instagram and social media completely transformed my life, how I started making money on it back when I was uh, 20 years old living in San Francisco. And once all of that is done, I go straight into the five conscious principles to establish a powerful following from an intuitive place. And the way that I came up with those principles is simply by looking back at what I had done to build the communities that have now, that are my full-time job, that take me around the world, that have given me a life that I couldn't have dreamed up, which I'm so grateful for every day and so humbled by. And I share in the presentation that I didn't have a strategy. I intuitively took actions. And by untangling all of that and looking back, I came up with the principles that I share in this workshop. So this is a bootleg recording. You're going to hear some voices in the background, But the information is so potent and so relevant, is so necessary, that I truly felt like it was my duty to put it out there. A little more about the Conscious Social Media program. So the workshop that you're about to listen to, which I usually lead in person, and it's a whole experience to be there in the room, you're going to get a sense of it. And it's really the basis of my course you will get a taste of what the work is and what it's like to look at social media from an energetic perspective, from an intuition perspective, from a conscious perspective, coming from someone who also is very much into strategy and marketing and amplifying things. So how can you have one foot in the digital world and marketing and have another foot in spiritual growth being a present and conscious human and being a successful entrepreneur, how can you combine those two? That's really been my quest with this podcast and with a lot of the work I do. And the result is these principles. And you can get a lot from it. And in places where I lead you through exercises or prompt you to do some journaling, I highly recommend you do that. You pause and you really take it on if you want to see results. But if you really want to take a deeper dive into this work, then I invite you to join a small group that's going to be going through the Conscious Social Media program with me live starting April 15th. It all is virtual, so you can join us from wherever. And if you can't join for the live portion of the weekly calls, then you will always have access to the recordings. So the program is like nothing else that I've seen out there. And it brings together your inner technology, AKA your intuition, with outer technology, in this case, social media, to transform your self expression as an entrepreneur, your impact in the world, and your bank account. Because why not? And it's really for those of you who have ever wondered if there's a secret code to Instagram that no one talks about, if you're putting your efforts and your time doing the right actions why is growth not happening, why are you not seeing the results that you want to be seeing, and how can you make sure that any moment you pick up your phone to go on social media, you are truly investing into your life, into your future, into your well-being, because yes, it's possible. So what we're going to do in the program is both very strategic and practical things I will be guiding you through worksheets and tools that I personally use to get clear on what's important for me in my business. I'll be sharing the specific email templates I use and other formulas that I use in my business every single day to monetize and form partnerships and get press without spending money on a PR agent or paid media. We will talk about not just the structural and strategic part of growing your online presence, and your business through it, but also through the energetic part of it, which is the most important really part of it. Once you get a hang of being that container and being able to be clear with your intention and why it's important for you to build your online community and then keep connecting and diving deeper into your own heart and your soul and expanding your container so that you can give and receive more at the same time. Then on top of that, we're going to drop some strategies, drop some practical tools, because it's going to be just so much more powerful and amplified once you've done your inner work. I am so stoked to be guiding a small group of people through this program. The spots are limited. So if you have called, then go to the link in the show notes, or you can find it also on WokenWired.com. And there's some Early bird offers going on. So don't miss out. If this speaks to you, go now and claim your spot. I am really excited to meet my first group. And I am certain that you're going to come away with a transformed relationship to social media and a new seeing of how you can connect, how you can create, how you can feel ease and excitement and clarity about building your brand and your business using the tool of social media because it truly is a manifestation tool. So enjoy this bootleg episode recorded live at Leadwood Love in Aspen, Colorado where I was speaking and I'm excited to hear how this impacts you, what you take away from it, and I'm considering starting doing a social media Q&A episodes on here. So if you want to be part of that then get in touch with me on Instagram or through the website I would love to hear from you. Oh, and also, I forgot to mention the program starts on April 15th, and the group is going to be doing it all together with weekly assignments, weekly PDFs, and audio lessons. And I'll be checking in with you all in a private Facebook group for accountability and support. And after that, I don't know if I'll be running it live again. So, this is your chance to get the most access to me to have the biggest connection to the community, doing it with you, because I have a sense that very special group of people is going to be attracted to this work. I already have some people signed up and everyone is incredible. So if you are ready to create an aligned online presence where you spend more time aligning your energy than hustling away and not seeing results, then join me and sign up for the Conscious Social Media Program on WokenWired.com and make sure you do it before the program fills up. And one more thing before we get into it, I just want to say such a big thank you to everyone who has been listening. I have been getting so much feedback on the two solo episodes I have done so far on social media being the manifestation tool and how to practice aligned social media versus hustling, that it's really given me the confidence and the clarity of creating this course and putting this work out there in a bigger way because I see that it resonates with you. I see that you're taking it on and applying it in real life. So in the course, we're going to be doing all of that, but way deeper and the accountability will just make sure that you're actually doing the work instead of putting it off until you're ready because there is never going to be the full readiness. You're never going to have time created for you. You're going to have to make this a priority if it's important to you and make it happen if this work is what calls you
1: good afternoon so this next workshop is hashtag mindful which is a little bit of a contradiction in today's world but it's really not with the power of social media we are connected more than ever and we have the ability to see into other people's lives and Kassinia is one of those social media influencers who really speaks from the heart and is always trying to share not only her story, but other really mindful influencers' stories as well. Um, when I first took over Lead with Love social media, I got an email from Kassinia. I'm not even sure if she remembers, but she just gave me like a few helpful hints, and it was one of the like best things. It was when we transitioned over from Aspen City of Wellbeing to Lead with Love. And I know today you're going to hear a lot of little helpful hints, probably some cute, funny stories. She has a good sense of humor, and I really welcome you to really take it in and think of some good questions at the end because she's also a podcaster. So ask
0: her questions back.
1: I'd like to welcome Ksenia.
0: Mm-hmm. What an amazing intro. I'm so moved to hear when what I do actually lands with people and makes a difference because a lot of time I'm just like sitting there on my phone or podcast, putting things in the ether and then like not really knowing where it lands. So just to make sure you guys are in the right room and we're on the right page, I want you to raise your hand if you think that social media is important for either it's your personal brand, your business or your mission or something you're working on in your life. Wow. Okay, amazing. And raise your hand if you think you're good at sharing your message on social media. All right, two people, three people. Three and a half. Raise your hand if you get excited and joyful and at ease when you need to post something on social media. <laughs> two people, three, amazing. I'm still gonna attempt to offer something to you guys because it sounds like you've mastered the thing that's the most important in mastering social media, which is feeling ease and excitement about it. But for everyone else, that's what we're going to be working on. So my name is Ksenia, and I'm a podcast host, professional blogger, social media strategist, consultant, entrepreneur. We'll be seeing glimpses into a lot of different things I do through the presentation. And if you could just Google and get the answer to how do I get my message out there? How do I get my followers? And it would be too easy. Like how many times have you Googled that and then all you leave with is overwhelm you like? Where do I even start, right? Because of that, because of all the work I've done with consulting, nonprofits, different grassroots movements, conscious entrepreneurs, I realized that, yes, understanding the technology of social media and the strategies is important, but what's even more powerful is the mindset that we have around it. So I'm not going to be giving you like 10 ways to grow your Instagram followers. We live in a world where you can buy followers. That approach of let's just hustle and and get it out there doesn't really work anymore. It's too saturated, and authenticity and bringing value into the world is more important than ever. Was anyone in Lynn Twist's keynote yesterday? Amazing. So one of the things she said is that in the forest, indigenous people walk in, and they feel connected to hundreds of millions of souls at the same time. I was just like so blown away by that. And the fact is that with social media, we actually are connected to hundreds of millions of people at the same time. And it's up to us how we use that. It's up to us how we show up. And one of the proverbs I was going to say in the end, but it's coming up now. The only Zen that we find at the top of the mountain is the one that we bring there. So it's the same with social media. You can't expect it to be mindful, to be responsible, to lead with love if you're not bringing that there. Just like any relationship in life, it's just like that on social media. Any relationships, any judgments that come up, any emotions that arise within you through social media is something that's actually boiling up to the surface that is ready to be worked through. So one of the things I say about social media, I see it as a manifestation tool. And I truly believe that because it gives us the opportunity to put what we want out there very clearly. Say to the world, this is what I'm about. This is my mission. This is my purpose come hire me, come help me with my nonprofit, whatever it is. And that's what happened to me. Here's what's going to happen. Because I'm someone who is both into changing the world, meditating, being an entrepreneur and making money all at the same time. And I think that they're actually way more related than the world usually thinks. And that's why we're all here. I'm going to first share a little bit of my story. So you guys get who it is here in little red dress. And then I'm going to offer you five conscious social media principles that I've distilled through my 15 years of doing this work. So all of my work has to do with social media. To give you a glimpse of my current projects, so brands that I currently run, one is Breakfast Criminals. You may have seen the red heart-shaped bowl in the gift store and all over the pavilion it's all about starting your day with self-love and nourishment so that you can go do that for yourself first before going out into the world and having the capacity to give it to others. And it involves like the story of how it started it was very intuitive, involves heartbreak. We're going to get there. For now, this is your pretty visual. Woken Wired is my podcast. That's all about conscious entrepreneurship because I was noticing that whenever I do my own mindfulness practices that connect me with my own essence, The work that I put out there through social media lands with people so much more. And I was actually making more money when I was more connected to myself. I was on a quest to figure out what is that relationship between my personal development, my spiritual practices, my self-love, my self-care, and how it lands and how it ripples in the world and creates success and fulfillment for me. So the podcast is exploration of that. The third project I'm currently doing is Crystal Criminals. You may have noticed I carefully placed a little crystal piece here. It's a project that me and my boyfriend right here, Eric, run. And it's all about using the power and the beauty of crystals to bring more ritual into people's lives. And you may have seen our crystal mugs in the shop too. Product placement everywhere. (laughs) So that's a little bit. There's there's many more. These are the main things that my heart and soul are in right now. I also do a lot of speaking and, and workshops. I'm really passionate about offering this different perspective on social media to empower more people to share their message. That's really what I'm here for. And so how did I get into this? How did I create all these platforms that have a combined over 100,000 followers? And I get flown around the world to share this work and teach people like, how does that happen? Right. I started blogging when I was 15 years old. As soon as I learned to blog, I was blogging. I met my first boyfriend on Craigslist when I was 20. <laughs> we were together for almost a year. Until he ghosted. Real life guys. When I was 22, I started my first online business before, like Mary Forleo, and before it was cool to be an entrepreneur. Before I even knew what online business was, all I did I was living in San Francisco, going to grad school there, and I loved shopping at Ross. I love discount shopping. Anyone else love discount shopping? Not so much Aspen. Maybe like more TJ Maxx. A little more Aspen. (laughs) Thrift stores, yes. I never got into that, but I love Ross. I love TJ Maxx. So. At Ross, the discount store, I found this Ralph Lauren flats that were $11, $11 $11.95. And I posted a picture of them on my Russian Facebook. I'm from Russia, if you're noticing the accent. And I put the price tag of $50 on them. And I was like, I wonder if any of my friends in Moscow would want to buy it because Ralph Lauren is like a top-notch brand there. And so many people ended up buying those Ross flats that I ended up running back and forth to Ross like three times a day. And it paid for my trip to Russia. So that's when I was like, uh, I guess I can make money just taking pretty pictures and sharing cool things with people. And then when it really clicked in is when I took a social media, it's a blogging class slash social media in grad school in 2011. That's when I realized it was like the the verge of brands starting to use social media to share their story. And that's when it clicked in. I was like, wow. I can keep training myself to do this, not just for me, and share what I'm wearing and what I'm reading and and all that, but actually, I can train myself and, and figure out how to do it for businesses. And I did. I read every publication there was that merged. I was reeling through fashion at the time. Not anymore. Fashion and business and social media and digital marketing, and I taught myself everything. Fast forward, I moved to New York from San Francisco, and I landed my dream job. I was technically underqualified for the job. They required like five years of experience, but social media business didn't really exist back then. So I don't know where, where they were getting it from. Anyway, I came in and I was like, I don't have experience, but I have this drive and I've learned everything. And these are all my ideas of how you can really create a bigger impact. So they hired me and I rented my dream apartment on Upper East Side in New York, right near Central Park. I furnished it at Ikea, and my life was just perfect. And I had this boyfriend, and we were going to get married. And then one day I walk into work, and they tell me that the lawyer pulls me aside and tells me, hey, I'm sorry, but your visa didn't go through. You have 60 days to pack your bags and leave. So for me, like I don't like the word rock bottom, but I guess like in my trajectory, that was it, because everything I had been working on for my whole life— plus three and a half years of unpaid internships, grad school. Everything was building up to that, and I knew that I belong in the U.S., and then I'm told that, sorry, you didn't get it just because of the timing. So that's when I really need to make a decision, whether I'm going to go home and just give up or rely on something that I didn't even know was guaranteed. And I chose to rely on something that was not guaranteed. So I moved onto my friend's couch, I got rid of my apartment. The boyfriend who I thought was going to marry me, give me the green card. He actually backed out. So I end up brokenhearted, without an apartment, without a job, 60 days to leave, no work permit. So I can't even make money. So living on a friend's couch at the same time, I was getting more into yoga and meditation, mindfulness. And I started volunteering. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't start volunteering because I was like, I want to change the world. I started volunteering because I was told that it's an easier way to get a visa. <laughs> so I got into the nonprofit world. Sometimes I'm all about the intention, but sometimes it's not about the intention, but just trusting every step of the way, and then you'll be shown why. So that's how my life has been. And so I got into a nonprofit world. I started volunteering for a fair trade organization called Global Goods Partners that works with over 40 female artisan groups in developing countries to provide them market to sell their goods, to support their families, their communities, to create a difference on a huge scale. And when I saw that they have this mission, they're creating such a difference for so many people's lives. And yet they're, they have no access to sharing it powerfully online. It really broke my heart. And, and I thought to myself, how can I change this? How can I use everything I know, everything I learned and I thought I would put into fashion? into supporting these women and to making this difference with them. So 2012, I ended up coming up with this campaign called Fair Tuesday that comes right after Cyber Monday. And that is a call for people to shop fair trade, ethical, recycled gifts for the holidays. So this like little fun, just idea ended up spanning 135 organizations across 19 countries. And we did it totally grassroots, no budget, volunteers, volunteers, all I used is Twitter and I was reaching out to celebrities, asking them to retweet, like spent my whole days reaching out to like Leo DiCaprio and Susan Sarandon, like anyone who I knew was somewhat interested in fair trade. I was like, I'm going to treat them until they retreat. I'm just not going to stop. We need to get the word out there. And this is when I really realized that, wow, social media can really be used for something good. And at some point it really... I could step back and it wasn't even, I wasn't involved. Like the community was holding this movement all around the world. So that's when I realized after spending a whole day trying to figure out how to get Leo DiCaprio to retweet me, I realized that <laughs> what if I take that time and energy and instead use it to build my own platform, my own platform where I can where I can support causes that I care about, where I can support products and organizations and missions that are making a difference. So I did that. And I started posting about superfood breakfasts on Instagram. And I didn't know that that would become a thing I do. Back to me being brokenhearted. For me, just taking that sacred moment in the morning, feed myself physically and energetically, that was my access to something bigger than myself and I noticed out on my personal Instagram that was resonating way more with people. So I was like, why don't I create, after like a juicy meditation, I was like, why don't I create a separate account for this thing called Breakfast Criminals? And I did. And within a year, I ended up collaborating with Wanderlust Festival, Free People, Lululemon, all these other brands, Whole Foods. I'm actually on Akashi Golian and Cereal Box nationwide at every store right now. Strippy. <laughs> People don't believe me. We walk into the stores, and Eric right here, he pulls people aside. He's really shameless. He's like, this is my girlfriend on the cereal box. No one believes him. Guys, if I could tell you how much money we've made making bets at Trader Joe's. Anyway, one of the things that happened was... I created a heart bowl that you guys have all seen because I was posting my own breakfast and my own nourishing and mindful messages of starting your day with love in that heart bowl. And after about a thousand people asked me where I bought it, and let me tell you a secret, I bought it at DJ Maxx, of course. So there was no other. It was like limited edition, like clearance, one. But at the time, I was, I was reading Tim Ferriss. Anyone love Tim Ferriss? Yeah. And he was like, you can outsource everything, go on Alibaba, produce any product. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm 23. I don't have any savings. I'll just borrow money from my dad and create this product. So I created 2000 of the red heart shaped bowls, sold them on Amazon. Some Victoria's secret angels ended up getting their hands on them and tweeting about them. So from that, it ended up in vogue other publications it's crazy so as you can see like there was still no strategy behind it this was just me being like oh this is fun this is cool people want this i want this and don't worry we'll get to some strategies you can take home and you don't have to have been blogging for 15 years i promise you that too So this is something really fun that happened. I went to Lead with Love Bali retreat this January, which was incredible. If you're considering going to a Lead with Love retreat, it's it's mind-blowing. So we went there, and one of the places we visited was Bumi Sehat, which is a clinic, birthing clinic, that brings holistic childbirth and care to women who otherwise can't afford any child care or birth support. And I was so moved by that story. And I was so moved by the way that Gina really gave us a glimpse into that and supported it that I ended up collaborating with a local ceramicist in Brooklyn where I live to create a limited edition of five red heart-shaped bowls. The ceramicist is also a woman, a mother. And so we made five five of those. And then I had my shaman friend bless them in a sacred ceremony. And then we sold these for $175 a piece and they're all sold out and we donated all the proceeds to back to the clinic. So again, you know, there's always an opportunity to, there's always a way to do business better. This story ended up also being an exclusive story on the homepage of Well and Good. So I'm not telling you to structure your, your PR and your branding in a way that how can I do better so that press picks it up? But I'm telling you from experience that when you do things that you end, may end up losing technically money on, but they are so aligned and they support something bigger than you, it pays off so much more. With that, let's get to the principles, shall we? First is set an intention. So just like that Simon Sinek talk, start with why. Everyone's seen that talk? Amazing talk. If you haven't, definitely do that. So uh, Simon Sinek, start, if you just Google start with why, It's one of the most watched probably YouTube videos of all time. And it's all about reconnecting to your purpose and getting clear of why you do what you do. So the same principles apply to this. I always like to think about social media. It's like money on its own. It doesn't have any energy. When I said money, the heads, everyone's like, what? Just like money, social media doesn't have energy of its own. It only has the energy that we bring into it. And it's all about how we use it. So. It's important for you to get clear, why is social media important for you? Why is it important for you or your business to have that presence? And what kind of an impact can it create? What opportunities will it open doors for? Because I can tell you from experience, me having presence of Breakfast Criminals brand online, I've always used that to open other doors because I can lead with that and I can say, hey, I have this amount of community and followers Will you let me do something unrelated to that? But people already have that trust with me because I have created that thing that they respect. The answer to the question of why is it important to you cannot be to grow my business or to sell more things. It has to go all the way back to why did you start, whether you start your own business or your own personal brand, your consultant, whatever that is, we're all personal brands. Everyone Googles you right after they meet you nowadays or Yelps you, whatever that is, or Instagrams you. We all have opportunity to have a powerful presence online, whatever our message is. So social media and having powerful presence, it's not going to solve your problems, but it definitely can be an axis. So for a moment, I actually want you to turn to someone next to you. And for about 30 seconds each, we're going to share why is. It important for you to have powerful presence on social media. Everyone has a partner? You just got to know someone on a whole new deeper level. Connect with them after if you feel like it. If you don't, just leave real quickly. <laughs> this is just a starting point. Any questions that I pose today, first of all, just because they're in your field of awareness, your subconscious is going to keep working on them and it might come in the middle of the night. In the middle of five rhythms. For me, I get my best ideas in five rhythms when I'm moving my body. Anyone else? Yeah. So just take it in. You don't have to have any perfect or complete answers. Just keep brewing it. Maybe write it down. So the next principle is to find your message. The indigenous people believe that every single one of us has an original medicine. It's a message that just you, you specifically were put on this earth in this lifetime, in this day and age to share. And every single one of us has that story and that message, whether you know it already or you don't, or it's changing all the time like mine, it's all good because you're unique and only you have that. You're the only vessel that can bring it into the world. So with that principle of original medicine, some of the things I like to think about to get clear on what it could be is, first of all, before this actually, the radical one that I personally have to think about, if I were to die tomorrow... What is the one message that I would want to leave behind that would have a legacy that would live on and continue bringing value to people? Think about that. Does something pop up in your head? You're like, Oh, I don't know. Probably there is something that popped up. You might be trying to shut it down, but I bet you there is something. And if it's not coming up now, it's going to later today. If you were to die tomorrow, what is the one message you would want to leave behind? That's a great journaling prompt, actually. With that, defining your core message if you're a business it will take going back to your why to your mission to your roots what what message are you spreading even if it's a product that you're selling i bet there's something behind it that shares that story and there's a message behind it second one is who is your audience who are you talking to if you're talking to everyone you're talking to no one so being specific you know i remember i was working with this ayurvedic yoga teacher So she's an ayurvedic coach and a yoga teacher at the same time, she wasn't putting it out there that she is into those both things. She kind of had like separate presences. And our power is in bringing what makes us different and all these like little quirks about us and all our different passions and interests into one. And that gives people a chance to connect with us. So that's how it's easier to figure out who you're talking to. When you get clear on what your message is, then you get much more clear as well who you're talking to. For example... For me, I talk to people who want to make a difference. I talk to people who want to create something that's going to impact others positively. And my message is that, first of all, anything is possible. And second of all, social media can be a tool for you to have a bigger impact, fulfillment, and success in the world. That's my message. It changes like every day, but that's, that's what it is today. <laughs> the next question to think about is how are you delivering it? So what platform is it? If you are a sound healer, like Daniel Love, who I love, who was in Bali with us, what a gift. So for someone like Daniel, who's a sound healer, his, his medium is sound. For him, Spotify or YouTube would be the right place to be. Instagram, not so much because statistics show that most people on Instagram actually check it with no sound on. So that's actually a little tip right there. If you're doing stories and posting stories on Instagram... Always put text on on top of it. Don't assume that people are going to listen to it. Put text that's kind of like little resume or summary of what you're saying. So I'm going to be giving a lot of Instagram examples because that's my forte and that happens to be the most popular used social media platform of today. But it applies to everything else. So if you're doing any other platform, it all applies. So the next one is what kind of content are you sharing? Is it photos? Is it videos? Is it documentary short films like we watched in the uh, global glue project yesterday and once you get clear on all these things and you figure out what is your medium it's going to be much easier to to move forward with sharing it so okay this is a great example we're now getting into examples which is my favorite part because if i just stand here and tell you about things it's cool but examples is where it really comes alive so i'm going to read this to you because you probably can't read it this is the class anyone heard of the class So it's a workout method that's very spiritual-based. And Taryn Toomey, the founder, I've been friends with them since the very beginning. I've watched them grow. So she became the first person in history to have her own collection with Lululemon. And the reason why it happened is because she does have a really powerful on and offline presence. And her Instagram profile says, through the intentional discomfort of physical conditioning, we see who we are. There is a peace and strength, grace and release. So they're kind of sharing their mission, right? And then their vision here. They're not really saying what they do. That's taken care of by their visual storytelling. But this gives you a sense of the depth and the kind of work that they do. And that's one example of how you can organize your Instagram profile to get your message across. One of many. This is what I personally like to use as my Instagram bio checklist. First of all, to because Instagram bio in the world of social media, that's your most powerful real estate there could be. The important things to reflect is one: make it clear that once people land on your page, that it's going to be clear what your content is about. What are you going to be talking about? You know. So, for example, I say here: success is spiritual energy in motion, and social media is a manifestation tool. Listen to my podcast, and also links to Breakfast Criminals and Crystal Criminals. And then also like this glimpse of the first six shots kind of gives people a glimpse of what it's going to be. It's going to be inspirational quotes. It's going to be a little bit of style. It's going to be some vlogs from retreats that I've gone to. People, when they come on your profile, they spend about three seconds deciding whether they're going to follow you or not. So it's very important to have this truly put your best face forward and reflect what kind of a value you're going to bring to people. So that's number two. Make sure that your values are reflected in this. Whether it takes putting your short version of your mission statement on there or where you're committed to in the world. That needs to be right there on top of your profile. Number three seems basic, but a lot of people somehow don't do that. Just have a link to your business. Have a way for people to connect with you. Number four is have a call to action. In this example, I say, listen to Woken Wired podcast, which I do want you all guys to listen to, by the way. So for you, it could be, if you are a local business, it could be visit us on these days. For local businesses, it's also great to have your hours on there because people do check Instagram to check when the store is closed, when like a yoga studio is having events. So making it clear that whatever your offering is, it's very clear how people can connect with you, how they can book you, and how they can visit you if that's a thing. Number five after call to action is have your name on there. That's really nice. Even if, if it's a business, have the business name. If it's your personal brand, make sure your name is clear because if people are going to be reaching out to you, you want to make it clear that you're a human behind the screen. I think we often forget, we spend so much time on our phones that we forget that there's actually humans on the other side of it that not only read what we post and consume the visual content, but they connect with the energy that we were putting into it. I'm going to get more into that. That's probably my favorite part of it all. But the last thing, again, if it's a local business, have your location on there. The next pillar is add value and this is where I want to switch gears from what can you get from social media, what doors it can open for you, to what can you offer other people through social media. I personally always like to ask myself before I post anything on any of my accounts, is this post going to add value to at least one person's life? If the answer is yes, yes. If the answer is no, sorry, nope. So... What can you really bring into people's lives that's going to enrich them, that's going to either motivate them or inspire them or give them the opportunity to buy something or experience something that will transform their life? You don't want to be the boring friend who walks into a party and all they talk about is themselves. You want to be the friend who comes in and asks others how they are and actually is curious. So we're going to get a little more into that when we talk about community. But here's the thing about adding value. We've been storytelling as humanity. We're wired to share wisdom, share stories. This is how we connect. This is how we connect deeper to who we are. This is how we connect to others. This is how we create value and meaning in our lives. And for thousands of years, we've been doing that over fire after a day of hunting. And now we just do it over social media. And we have to remember that and honor that. So social media is a new digital (laughs) fireplace tweet. With value, I want you to, if you have something you're writing on, then I want you to take one minute and write down three things that your audience, current or future, can benefit by following you, that they can learn from you, that they can be inspired by. What are three things that you can offer people through your content that offer value to others? So don't think about it too much. Just write three first things that come to mind. What what do you have expertise on that you're actually ignited to talk about. All right, wrapping that up. And again, you can take that home or just let your subconscious give you the answers like it can. The next principle after value is alignment. And by the way, all the artwork courtesy of Eric right here, this is all crystal art that he's created. I'm just using it for my presentation because I don't have to pay him royalties. So alignment, there are a lot of tech things to learn about social media. And you can Google that. And get overwhelmed and leave social media and then go back. I don't want to spend time talking about that here because I think we have much more powerful things to go over. But if there's anything, it's not the technology that's outside of us that we need to connect to and hone in, but really the technology inside of us. It's our human technology. So how can we connect to someone else out there if we're not first connected to ourselves? It works in real life and it works on social media as well. And like I already told you, breakfast criminals came to me in a meditation. Some of my best ideas come to me during my morning practice. So whatever it is, drinking latte, doing my dishes, dancing around the kitchen, it's different. So you the point here is that you are the energy source of your business or your personal brand, whatever that is. And people are going to either resonate with it or not. And it's your responsibility to do your own energetic hygiene and to make sure that you are putting yourself out there in the most clear, impactful way possible by connecting with yourself first. So I want you to just silently now, we're actually, we're going to do this. We're going to close our eyes for like 30 seconds and take a few deep breaths. And the question I'm going to ask you, you'll find out when I ask you, so let's close our eyes and take a few deep breaths into your nose and out of your mouth. Really relaxing your belly, making like a little Buddha belly. Maybe it's your deepest breath of the day so far. And really feeling your feet firmly planted into the earth, grounding deep, deep inside. Maybe rolling your shoulders, opening up your heart a little bit. Rolling your neck and shoulders, just softening everything. And now from that soft place, continuing to breathe with a big belly. And just ask yourself, what is the one thing that makes me the most connected with myself? What is an action that I can commit to doing every day in my life to feel a little bit more of that connection on a daily basis? Don't worry, we're not going to share it with a partner. It's private. Opening your eyes when you're ready. I bet, did someone not get a hit of what it is that ignites you? Everyone got it. So that's the thing. We all know the things that connect us and ground us, but do we always do them? No. Like even as people who are into wellness and meditating and voice and cacao ceremonies and tea ceremonies, we know that this stuff works, but do we do it on an everyday basis? Not always. So all it takes is taking that one thing and I encourage you to take that and do it every single day for seven days and then Instagram me and tell me how it went because it's those little Daily rituals of connection that make all the difference. One of my personal favorite rituals that I actually just did before I came here is I interviewed uh, Raj Sasoda's wife and co-founder of Shakti Leadership, Nila Mabat, for my podcast, and she talks about presence practice. It's this 12-minute meditation on YouTube. Not good quality, but it's amazing. It doesn't even matter. And that's what I'm talking about. When your message is so powerful, the medium matters, yes, it can spread it further, but don't let yourself be stopped by the little technical things you don't know. I do that 12-minute meditation anytime before I'm about to speak, record a podcast, do any kind of public thing, and it changes everything. It changes everything. It shifts my vibration completely. So, I mean, if you want to take it one step further, you could also ask yourself if you're in alignment before each time you post on social media. Like, is that really coming from a place of, oh, I haven't posted for a week. I really need to post. Or is it coming from a place wow, there's really something big happening and I really want to share this with people because it's really going to make a difference. I personally only share from the place of when I'm inspired to. And I've developed a practice when I happen to do it almost every day. But it takes time and practice. Like sometimes, actually one of the things that really helped me is for a week, I took on posting twice a day on Instagram. It seemed like a lot, even for me, even though I do this all the time, but it created a habit. It created a habit of not overbrewing, I just created that word, on my thoughts, but just letting it out as it's happening. Like so many times, I, I record my podcast weekly and I release it weekly. And so many times in between those Thursdays, I have such brilliant things come through me that I can share with the world. And I'm like, I'll just share it when I'm recording the intro to my podcast. And by the time it's Thursday, I'm I'm clueless what happened. I feel different. Like, I feel like my tech is upgraded, but I don't remember what happened. That's just my memory. Maybe it's just me. Maybe you guys have amazing memory. But I recommend, like, socially it can become your diary in a way of sharing your journey with people and not waiting until you're somewhere, until you're at a certain place. But taking people along the ride and sharing your journey. So alignment is cool before sharing anything, just ask yourself, does this align with my brand? And this is where the differentiator between having company online presence and your founder's online presence comes in. I have so many people ask me, should I as a founder have my own Instagram page? Anyone anyone think about that? I say yes, a 100%. Anytime I've recommended it to people, their founder's accounts ended up taking off and, and going way further than their business accounts. Because People want to connect with people. They don't want to connect with brands. So when we give them an opportunity to see the behind the scenes of the things we're learning, the things we're up to, the the challenges we're going through, they just connect with us so much deeper. So with that, you know, just to give you a differentiator, I have my Breakfast Criminals account where I post morning rituals, superfood breakfasts, breakfasts around the world, new meditations I'm discovering, cacao ceremonies. And then I have my Woken Wired account where I post about my journey as an entrepreneur, my podcasting journey, the behind the scenes of Breakfast Criminals, of, of the business and, and my brand partnerships and things like that. So that's just one example. And I highly recommend having your own personal presence. So second one, we've already said that, will that add value to at least one person? This is like, if you take one thing from this, it probably is that. Does me posting this on social media going to add value to someone? And then another one, this is actually a really fun one that I'm really excited to share with you guys, is does this align not only with where I am, but also where I'm going? Okay, I'm not saying that you should put on your Instagram bio that you are uh, an award-winning surgeon if you're not, but (laughs) it is possible to, for example, I had a friend, you guys like examples? Makes it real, right? So I have a friend, I went to fashion school with her. By the way, this dress is rented. I don't really own any fashion things anymore. I wear yoga pants all day long. My friend, we went to fashion school together, and then she became this blogger. And we met up, and she was taking some photos of me. And I asked her, so what do you want to do? You have this Instagram, you have 10,000 followers. Where are you going with this? What's your intention? What's your mission? And she said, well, my dream is to do creative direction for Barneys. And I was like, okay, you want to do creative direction, but your profile says that you're a blogger. So how would Barneys in the world know, or anyone, how would anyone in the world know that you're available to be a creative director? And she obviously was one because her page, her blog, her website were laid out so beautifully and stylishly. So I was like, why don't you just put it on your profile, creative director, I'm available. And less than a month later, she got booked by, not Barneys, but Bergdorf Goodman, which is, I would say, still really good. So... You get where I'm going with this? Not like exaggerating and saying what you're not, but indicating where you're going so that you become available for those opportunities. Back to law of attraction. So this is an example of where you're going. This is my YouTube playlist where I post video vlogs of different transformational retreats I go on. I remember I was actually leading a retreat myself. I'm certified in yoga and meditation and Reiki and all the things. One time I was leading a retreat in Brazil. And I just had this intuitive hit that actually I don't love leading retreats, but I would love to go on them and then create content and share with people, not only to make them come to those retreats, but mostly to share the takeaways and like the energy that I'm experiencing so that everyone can be touched by that. Even people who can never afford or just never have a chance to experience that. And I just had this crazy idea. I was like, I don't know, like, should I call myself a retreat journalist? Is that even a thing? Do people do that? And then within a couple of months, Someone reached out to me, invited me to this retreat called Path of Love, also in Colorado. said, we want to invite you as a journalist. And since then, I've been doing that. I've been going on different transformational retreats. Sometimes I'm invited. Sometimes I actually go and pitch myself like I did with Lead with Love Retreat. And I go, I'm I'm going to come. I'm going to create the most amazing, impactful content. And it's going to live on YouTube. It's going to, sometimes it's published on Well and Good, sometimes Mind Whitey Green, sometimes Elephant Journal. But it took me not waiting until someone tells me I can be that and having that permission, but stepping up and being like, this is what I want to do. At first, I'm going to invest and pay for those retreats and create content about them. And then I'm going to trust that it's going to resonate so much that people will start seeing that in me and trusting me to be a conduit for their message. Number five is community. So this is a really important one. You know, There's so much talk about followers, but really it's not about followers, but about creating a community. Social media is is not a place where you just throw anything and then you see if it sticks. It's a two-way street, and the only way it's going to work if you create that two-way communication with people. So some of the ways that you can build actual community versus just here's me and here's what I'm doing – besides all the things we already talked about, like adding value is, first of all, set aside time to engage with people every single day. So don't post something and then switch off your phone. Post something and then go and respond to comments. Respond to direct messages. If you are a sound healer and you do Tibetan sound bowl healing, after you've posted your own photo about that, click on the hashtag, Tibetan Sound Bowl Healing, and see who else is posting about it and connect with those people. So this is like, growth hacking right there. This is what I did when I just started my account. Whenever someone asks me, how did I grow from zero to 80,000 with no budget, no strategy? It was really those intuitive things that I was doing that I'm just sharing with you now that make all the difference because this way you're connecting with a targeted niche audience that is already interested in those things and you can come together and build a community together. So... The second one, in terms of consistency and building community, you can't post something and then just retract and go on vacation for three weeks and hope that people remember you. You have to be consistent. You have to show up. I recommend posting at least five times a week. If that seems overwhelming, hire someone to help you. I'm like a 15-year-old that's amazing at this. Teenagers are so talented with social media. I just had three interns working with me for Breakfast Criminals. I learned so much from them. They're all in college. They know more than I do. So utilize people who are passionate about this. You don't have to force yourself. Yes, my intention here is to create more ease for you to see that there is a way to do it that's mindful and aligned. And yes, you can learn some of the nooks and crannies yourself, but you don't have to. You can hire someone at Upwork.com for $5 an hour to go and, and DM with people and respond to messages and comment. You know, it's possible to even outsource those things. So, and another thing that's very important is instead of just following on growth, actually focus on your existing followers and your existing relationships. For example, because I do this work, I'm sometimes blind to like new things. But when Eric came on board and we started doing crystal criminals, what he did is he is like, why don't we, we had 3,000 followers at the time. And he's like, why don't we just start messaging people who engage with us the most and ask them, what do they want to see more of? Like, what are, what are they benefiting by us posting crystal grids on Instagram? Why are they following us? What, what do they want to see? Let them decide. Let them be part of the decision making process. And through that, we like created a line of crystal mugs and crystal art and people are actually buying it because instead of making something like, in a, in a cave and then coming out with it and being like, people buy it. We're like, we're letting people in the process and let them be part of the decision making process. And that's community. Couple of quick examples. So this is what I was talking about. Fair Tuesday. People actually were taking pictures of themselves and their dogs. Dogs always work on Instagram. If you're a cute dog, use that. We did a Pinterest giveaway with Lauren Conrad. I thought that was the biggest deal because I love the hills on MTV. And this is another reminder for all of us here that it's not just all about the numbers. I know people who have a million followers. They don't do anything about it. They don't create impact. They don't make money on it. And this is my friend Abby, Abby Miller, who has 4,000 followers on Instagram. And yet she leads six retreats a year that are all sold out and packed all over the world from Morocco to Greece. It's not about the numbers. It's about you being aligned with your message and sharing it out there truthfully with honesty and with value. And this is, you know, there's so much talk about influencer marketing. Is anyone overwhelmed by the whole influencer marketing thing? I've been on both sides of this thing as someone who both has products, an influencer blogger myself, and I've spent a lot of money doing Facebook ads for the Heart Bowl. And then I was interviewing Lauren Toyota. She's a Canadian TV personality and, and a YouTube channel person. And we were talking for my podcast. And at the end, she told me that she's going through a really rough heartbreak and I was like, oh man, I need to send her a heart bowl. That's why I created it, to get it in the hands of people who are brokenhearted and need that little reminder. So I sent her a heart bowl, not thinking anything. And then she did a whole YouTube video about it that got seen by like 50,000 people in one week, $2,000 in sales. It made me more money than all the Facebook marketing and ads that I've done. So this is just to show you that finding people that you're aligned with and making that human connection and adding value can take you way further than like strategy and planning and again, I'm not discrediting strategy and planning. It can really work, especially if it's on top of your existing alignment and intentionality. But sometimes things like that just happen. And that's how my whole journey has been on social media. It's just like trusting step by step that I'm going to be at the right place at the right time and the right people will support me. I'm in over hustle, guys. We have A couple minutes for questions. I had someone in the beginning come up to me who had a question right there. We're going to start right there and then we're going to get more. Okay. So I think that um, one of the biggest conflicts,
1: well, that I have and a lot of people have is when it comes to social media, authenticity seems to be not so common, right? And so there's always this kind of fear of, all right, well, I, I want to show all these wonderful things, but I also don't want to be that person who is like, hey, I'm here and I'm here and I'm here and look at my wonderful life. And I think that um, it translates into a lot of when you said, you know, whatever comes up, for you is something that you have to deal with, but I, how do you, how do you manage that? Because I think, you know, all of these incredible people that you meet, they do have
0: something to do. I mean, it's part of your journey. If you think that there's not enough authenticity on social media, you need to go on your Instagram right after this, not right now, and unfollow everyone who doesn't have authenticity in them. Whoever you expose yourself to on social media becomes like your gold standard and you think that's normal, but there's so much out there. There's so many people sharing incredible stories, adding value, being authentic, being vulnerable. I would say now it's like, even on the other end, like the community I'm in, it's like a vulnerability competition. Like who can be more vulnerable and share a more authentic story? That's just where it's at, like in the entrepreneur podcaster community. But yeah, just go on your Instagram and follow, or actually there's a magic button. If you go on anyone's profile, Top right corner, three dots, mute. If you don't want to unfollow that person and be enemies forever, just mute them. You'll never see them in your feed. So surround yourself with things that inspire you and find role models that do it well and do your research. You don't have to figure it out on your own. Look at people in your niche they are already doing it well and then see how you can do it your way. I'm an artist and I use my Instagram channel quite a bit to talk about my journey and trips I go on and the things that inspire the behind the scenes. But I have a hard time figuring out the balance of how often to actually promote my work and say new prints Mm. on website or you know sale or whatnot i really try and avoid it but every time i do Mm. i make sales and i'm i i'm curious if you have any thoughts Mm. about the the balance of talking about the lifestyle versus the product i live with an artist so we talk about this a lot in the world of being a blogger there's like an unsaid rule that don't have sponsored or like branded partnership posts more often than every third one And I would say it's the same for promoting your work. So don't have it be every post. You know, put some posts that are just about your journey of creating the piece or maybe a time lapse of you making it or the travel that inspired it. Like tell people the story and build up to it. And then the third post is, oh, it's available now. And and if you don't feel comfortable with even saying that, just start with a story like this piece represents that. And it's powerful because. Like we, with our crystal mugs, we actually share how it feels and how it changes the flavor and the experience of our morning lattes. And then people are like, Oh, I don't want that. So share the experience instead of just the product. And if you're not sure what that could be, ask people around you. What's the experience when they see your work? My question is choosing between a business and like a personal profile and
1: which one is
0: better or not? Cause I've heard both. Right. So anyone who doesn't know, you can either have personal profile or a business business. The only difference is that the business one gives you access to insight, which shows you how many people you have following you every week, how many people your posts are actually reaching. It's important when you're like a blogger or a company to see, is it actually landing and who is it reaching? I've tested all of that. And there's a talk that once you switch to business profile, somehow you're not really shown to people as much because you get lower in the algorithm because Facebook and Instagram, where you spend money on advertising so it's all myths. Everything we hear about algorithms, we don't really know. We can only, like for me, I just recently switched Woken Wire to a business profile because I was just curious, how many people is it reaching and what countries are they in? And my engagement went down a little bit, but for me, it's still worth it because I want to know and it helps me determine my next steps. So it's really up to you. And again, like algorithms change all the time. So... The one thing I would recommend, don't put all your eggs into the basket of Instagram or social media. Diversify your channels. Have an email list. Because if Instagram is suddenly not there one day, what are you going to do? So use Instagram to build your email list. Like one of the most effective things I've recently done is on my stories, I would post a picture of these like insane raw superfood chocolates. And I say, if you want a recipe of this, send me your email. Direct message me your email. I got like a hundred people. I'd never get like a subscribe rate like that just on my website, but because I showed them something that's going to add value to them that they want, that's how I get most of my email subscribers now. So there's ways to get creative about it.
1: I have a brand new health talk show and it's video based. Right now I'm just doing Facebook,
0: YouTube, and Instagram. Is Instagram necessary? And are there other channels that I should be on as video? So are you using the same content to repurpose it for all the platforms? Right. Well, no, I'm recreating a little post for Instagram. Right. But that's linking to the video on my website. I would say it's great to have all of them. But if it overwhelms you and it takes away from you creating quality content, just choose one thing that you're excited about and that you can really give your all to. I have someone working for me doing it all. So I'm wondering if there's more I should be doing. I think you're good. You're good with those. As long as like the the back end of things is strong, like the hashtags they're using, the SEO behind the YouTube videos, as long as all those things in the back end are in place, you're covered.
1: I'm a single mom of a six-year-old. My question's a little bit more like family oriented and just, I would love to be present, you know, but I also want to work this social media into my life. So how do you define your balance between being present and focused and not having your phone in your hand Mm -hmm. and also creating this Phenomenon of what you're trying to brand and get out there
0: First of all, I bow to moms And moms entrepreneurs I don't know how you do it I'm not a mom yet I have a lot of women, moms of of multiple children in my community. I've had a lot of them actually take over. Every Wednesday on Breakfast Criminals, I have people take over my account to show their morning routines. So it's not about me. It's actually about what are all these people around the world that are cool and amazing doing that makes a difference in their life. And I've had a lot of moms, and I have like a whole light highlight on Breakfast Criminals that shows moms' morning routines. So I'm not an expert to speak to that in terms of being a mom. But in terms of being present, that's something I'm always thinking about. And as someone who goes on retreats and is, has an intention of being present, but at the same time is documenting at the same time, I've personally for myself found that balance where I put the phone down. So I think it's just creating healthy boundaries. That's a very important topic we didn't get to, but avoiding burnout is creating those healthy boundaries for yourself. And they're going to be different than anyone else. Like for me, I don't bring my phone into my bed and I try not to look at it. I got a regular digital alarm clock and I don't look at my phone until I'm done with like my morning latte or my meditation. So it's like really asking yourself what would feel empowering for me and how can I be present both with my kids and for myself and for my community online if that's important to me? And how can I also connect with other moms who are doing similar things that I'm doing or maybe not, who are finding that balance too. And maybe when we can exchange different tips. Hi, I'm Jamie, and I'm in the process of, I've started my consulting business, now I want to have it kind of its own business page or its own page and whatever. How did you get the downloads for creating the kind of cool names, Breakfast Criminals, Woken Wire? Like, how did that process work for you? Was it after meditation? Just wondering how you might inspire people to figure that out for themselves. One thing that I forgot to tell you guys, I've probably started 15 Instagram pages and 20 websites. <laughs> and a lot of them never landed with anyone. So work on Wired started as my nomadic year when I was traveling around the world for a year, living in different countries and doing that. Then it turned into, and at the time it felt so cool, I called it digital or alive. I was like, this is amazing. And then I woke up and I'm like, this is embarrassing. What was I thinking? (laughs) And so then I just kept thinking, I kept brainstorming, putting things on paper, and then those two words came together. So it's just the process. I would say don't let not having a name stop you. Just put something out there and it's going to show you where it needs to be. And keep doing your practices that connect you with yourself, and and ask. I'm curious between your when you're building a brand, what's the line between posting personal and only about the brand? And is there should you have two separate pages, or is there a place for blending? Amazing question. For me, the account that's now Woken Wired, that's like me. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a speaker. I like tattoos and yoga. That's that's what it is now. It started as. Here's me celebrating different holidays with my family. It was more of that. So it's important. If you want to share pictures of you with your family at Thanksgiving at the table, have a separate account for that or post that on Facebook. I would say there's very little businesses now that a picture like that would add value to. So again, it just goes back to defining what your brand is and what kind of content will bring value. So for me on my Welcome Wired account, I post about, yeah, there's pictures of my boyfriend on there, but we're also business partners. So that ties in. It's a lifestyle brand, you know, so I, I show people this is what I'm doing. That's how I got there. That's one of my missions to show people anything is possible. So it's really, again, creating that line for yourself. I would say, like, if you are a coffee, coffee company, one picture of your kid with the, the cup of coffee with your branding on it would be cute. But if it's every picture, it's like some people are not into looking at kid pictures on Instagram. So it's like having that line, dogs and kids, too. So I guess my question is, I'm also
1: an artist, but I don't like to show my face a lot on Instagram. And you keep talking about having more of these personal posts. Mm. Is there a way to do that? Or should I kind of engage more and show who I am?
0: There is so much cool stuff you can do. So yes, having your face behind any brand is definitely powerful because it just creates a more personal connection. I, with Breakfast scrambles. I just posted food for the longest time. I never showed my face. People knew, like everyone I would meet in New York in the wellness community would be like, I know Breakfast scrambles," but they had no idea what I look like or who I am. And then as soon as I started putting more of myself out there and sharing my story, people would recognize at Whole Foods. And I realized yeah, that... I
1: don't want that.
0: And you don't want that. So that's not important for you. So there's so many creative ways for you to do time lapses of your hands making stuff. Okay. Maybe utilize your voice, narrating things. So this is another way you can connect with people deeper by utilizing your voice. And even on Instagram, if people don't listen, caption it, tell people to turn the sound on. But there's definitely like one of the accounts that actually did this really well without revealing their personality. It's called What I'm Holding. And it's this guy that I up meeting and calling out. He just posted pictures like holding different things in his hand and every day will be a different thing. And he tells a story of what it is in his hand. And it's like from food to like crystals, whatever it is. So that was his thing. So if you want to do something like that, just make sure it's niche, it's very specific and get known for that. Okay, thanks. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends Leave a review and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.